Yoga teachers, mindfulness leaders, and energy workers, are you ready to stop side hustling and start making an income doing what you love? Welcome to the Marketing Off the Map podcast. Every Tuesday and Thursday, we'll dive into conversations with successful creatives in wellness, business, marketing, and more to uncover practical methods to take you from A to B and have some fun along the way. My name is Jessica Cross, and I'm so excited to be here with you. Let's dive in. Hey, it's Jessica. Welcome back to Marketing Off the Mat. I'm so excited to be here with you today. And I have an incredible podcast guest who I think that you are going to absolutely love. Her name is Lisa Dad, and she is our sales guru. Now, if you're like, oh my gosh, sales, like I'm terrible at sales, like I have no idea where to start, go ahead, slow your roll, and just sit in, (laughs) do your laundry, be on your commute, whatever it is where you're joining me and just listen to what she has to say because she unearths such an incredible way of approaching our sales strategy. And if you don't even have a sales strategy, you're like, Joss, what is a sales strategy? I'm not even sure. Don't even sweat it because this is a very approachable conversation. She demystifies sales and using our own language and our own innate wisdom to do that. And I know you're going to love it. So Lisa Dad comes from 15 years of experience in corporate healthcare. She also learned through this process in corporate healthcare, mastering strategic sales, marketing, and management from one of the largest pharmaceutical companies in the world. In addition to the success and climbing the corporate ladder, she felt a deep sense that her greatest potential is yet to be realized. It took eight years as an independent consultant and intense training in leadership and emotional learning to uncover the way to access her potential. She uses a tool called Soul Language and works with innovative leaders to integrate an awareness of who they are and the way they do business. The success of her process is particularly related to her unique approach to sales training called Soul Sales. I know you're going to love this conversation. I even get a little taste of what my soul sales language is, and it's exciting to listen to. So go ahead, get your cup of tea, and take a listen. Hey, Lisa, how are you? I'm great, Jessica. Thanks for having me. Oh my gosh. Yes. Thank you so much for being here. I've been looking forward to our chat so much. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited for it too. <laughs> yes. So, you know, we did a little bit of intro um, before we hopped into this conversation, but I would love for you to tell us a little bit about yourself and especially about your career journey. What brought you to today? Mm, how far do we go back? Um, <laughs> I won't bore you with all the details. Once upon a time when I was five (laughs) years old. No. Um, (laughs) um, So my career started, right? I I went to grad school um, and right out of grad school, I thought I was going to be a doctor. Didn't get into medical school. So I ended up going into uh, corporate healthcare. And so I was in the the pharmaceutical industry for 15 years, kind of climbing this corporate ladder that I didn't really ever mean to climb, to be honest. I, you know, I wanted to be a doctor most of my life. And so all of a sudden now I'm working with doctors, but I was a sales manager. Well, I was a sales rep and I was a manager. I went into marketing. I was doing some operational stuff for a while. So I was doing all of these things that everyone else probably externally thought were quite successful and climbing this corporate ladder until one day I realized that I was getting less and less fulfilled and less and less happy um, the more and more I went down that path. And at one point, I just felt like there was this potential that I hadn't even tapped into. And I was, I got to a point where I was pretty unhappy. And so I left 
I left and I didn't know what I wanted to do at all. I literally took this leap and I just knew, I knew at the depth of my soul that it was the right thing to do, even though I had no idea what that was. Uh, and I sort of went down this other path of figuring out what that was for myself. Oh, I love how you said you had no idea, but you just knew like deep down, like it was the right thing. Well done for leaning into yeah. that. Yeah. I remember standing in my kitchen. There's a moment I mentioned it in my book and I say, you know, I'm standing in my kitchen sort of going, what am I supposed to do? Because my company is going through all these changes. And literally this voice popped in my head that said, you could just go. And it was like, what? <laughs> you can just quit. You can just leave. You know? And I was like, oh my gosh, is that actually possible? And so that started this journey of discovery and really of listening to my own soul more. I mean, if you'd asked me, you know, 15, 20 years ago, what that even meant, I would not have had an answer for you. And that has sort of evolved and opened up as I've gone down my own entrepreneurial journey, which as you know, means personal growth journey. I don't think that they are separable. Not at all. <laughs> if, if anybody's figured out how to do that, I, I haven't. <laughs> um, and so as I've gone down that journey uh, several years ago, I um, met a woman in the Netherlands who had created a really powerful tool called Soul Language. And I started to implement it into the work that I was doing with business owners. And it sort of gave me language to work with other people on helping them listen to their own soul um, and really start to look at business. You know, I was doing sales and marketing from a very corporate, traditional, masculine energy kind of way. That's how I was taught. And soul language gave me this completely new perspective on looking at it um, and a new language to work with people. Um, and so that's what brought me to today. I, I don't know if I probably skipped some things, but I don't know that they matter. <laughs> No, that's good. That's, that's really good. We can good. fill them in if you need. <laughs> no, that's really good. And of course, we all have these windy paths where we, we pick up little life lessons and experience and all of that. And I'm sure that will come out some in the episode too. And we'll probably just have to have you back because you have such an interesting story. But before we do that, so you have this amazing framework that you've called soul sales. And mm -hmm. I'm so curious about it. And it's really piqued my interest. So you're obviously very passionate about sales from that yin energy. Mm -hmm. So tell us a little bit more about what soul sales is. Yeah. And what you'll learn from me as we talk about this is that my approach in my soul language is that of the priest, which is all about passion. <laughs> So that enthusiasm and that passion that I have um, that comes across is specific to my soul language. And so um, soul sales is really marrying um, the knowledge, uh, the depth of consciousness that we can get out of soul language in how we do sales. And really, I will backtrack a little bit and say, you know, after I left corporate, I ran away from sales and marketing for a long time. I was like, I don't want anything to do with it. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I don't. But then I had this huge network of entrepreneurs around me and every now and then, oh, I don't like sales. It feels so icky. It feels so awful. I'm like, it doesn't need to. Do you want me to teach you how to do it where it doesn't feel like that? And they're like, yeah. And I really just started doing it to friends, for friends. Um, and they're like, oh my gosh, Lisa, seriously, you need to teach, you need to teach people this. I'm like, do you think? But I just, it just kept showing up, right? And talk about listening to your life. It's like, okay, all of a sudden, you know, clients are coming to me out of the blue because they want to know how can I do sales in a way that feels better, feels good for me. Um, and I thought, oh, okay. This makes sense. And that's where sort of soul sales was born because I'd already used the soul language, but I thought, okay, let's, let's marry the two. 
Oh my goodness. Yes. I, I think, you know, probably many of the people listening and even, you know, myself at times too, I kind of wax and wane into this space where it feels uncomfortable to quote unquote sell. You know, I have yeah. to sell people on what I'm doing and there's a whole nother world outside of our, you know, our corporate experience, this, this very masculine energy that you mentioned, there's a whole nother way to look at things where it doesn't feel so gross and it yeah. feels comfortable that you can lean into. So I just love that you listen to your friends <laughs> because well, we wouldn't be talking right now. <laughs> well, and I love that you use the word comfortable and uncomfortable because that's what I say to people all the time is that we're always taught that we have to grow outside of our comfort zone. And I think we've missed this huge potential to grow inside our comfort zone. And most of the time when I work with people, I'm bringing them back home to who they are. And sometimes we, I mean, naturally we do that in our lives in many different areas. And then there's certain areas where we forget to, to allow ourselves to be that. And sales is one of them. There's so many fears around sales. I don't, you know, I don't want to look, I don't want to look salesy. I, I'm a people pleaser and I don't want people upset with me. I don't want to look like I'm being greedy. All these fears that sort of, you know, dampen the environment. And then all of a sudden we're afraid to just be ourselves. But what does that look like? How do we show up in our genius in an environment like that? You know, that's really what I'm helping people do. Come home to who you are. And what does that look like when you're actually in an environment where you're selling? Uh. That's beautiful. And I can, I, I very much resonate with this idea of coming home. And I think many people, especially teachers, you know, meditation teachers, energy workers, it's all about kind of coming back to center when we're in our practice and when we're sharing with our clients. So I just absolutely love what you had to say. Yeah. And that's our comfort zone. That's what I mean by our comfort zone. It's like, we've been taught that comfort is a bad thing, right? It's like, yeah. um, it's stagnant. It's boring. It's lazy. And why is that? You know, like I think about this sweater is pretty comfortable. It feels really good. And so <laughs> I say to people being comfortable is not a bad thing. Um, if you think about, you know, how we've been in these last months, we've been locked down with these pandemics sitting on our couch all day, watching Netflix does not feel comfortable. Right. Cause people say, Oh, it's comfortable to stay on my couch and watch TV. Really? We've learned that's not comfortable. <laughs> what yep. is comfort? <laughs> comfort is something that feels really good to us. Right. And so, yes, we can learn by stretching ourselves and we can also come home to our energy and realize, Oh, what if I leaned in more? I mean, of course your audience, right. Who am I talking to? They know exactly what it means when you come back to center and when you're in your own body. Right. And so, yeah, I just do that for people in a business sake, in a business case. Yeah, oh, that's, that's beautiful. I'm so glad that you stepped into it. It's such important work. Yeah, it feels good to me. It feels even better because I've connected the two, I think, you know, because again, in, in the on, on the internet marketing online world of entrepreneurship, which a lot of us are in, there's a lot of masculine energy around selling, right? We're all told you have to have this sales funnel or this tactic, or you got to be posting on, on social media 80 times a day. There's all these drive, 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 push, push, push. It's still very masculine energy. You know, just, I always thought entrepreneur world was different. And there's a lot of people teaching the old school ways just in a different, in a different picture, mm -hmm. but it doesn't need to be that way. And so that's where I said, oh, okay, now I get it. Now I don't have to worry about selling like that. Cause I almost felt like people don't want to anything about sales. Right. So I all had to come home to my own energy to go, ah, yeah, well, I do, I do it different. So it's, it is different, you know? 
And that's good and okay to be different, right? <laughs> yeah, well, that's exactly what I'm helping people do. It's like, look, this is your soul language. So you just spent a fortune on this coaching program that was teaching you this way. Well, guess what? That works for that person because that's their soul language, you know? And so if it doesn't feel right for you, it's probably not yours, right? Mm. Oh, that's so true. That's so true. It's just because the these spaces of online marketing have found their way. And of course, that's amazing. It might not be the right shoes for you as well. Oh, yeah. And they yeah. work. I always say to I always say to my clients, say, look, every single strategy and tactic works and every single one fails. It's really not about picking the one. It's about alignment and fit. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's powerful. Yeah. So you mentioned your avatar, the priest or the priestess. Well, that's so that, <laughs> yeah, and I should, well, and I should say for anybody out there who's really sensitive to gender roles and gender titles, that soul language actually is not masculine or feminine names, even though the archetypes sound like that. So if I say priest energy and you prefer me to say priestess, we can say priestess. There's no differentiation with regard to that. And so my actual archetype is my dominant archetype is actually that of the king. So if all of those out there want to say queen, say queen, because it's, it doesn't really change the fact of the, the core energy. It doesn't, it doesn't see, it doesn't see female and male. Um, so it's my dominant energy is king, but my approach is that of the priest. Ah. So, yeah. Now I also have king approach as well, because that comes hand in hand, which is ass being assertive. So you'll see, I, boom, I go right to the point, you know, I'll use two words instead of 50. You know, I'm very assertive, but I'm passionately assertive. So that's where the, the soul language starts to blend a bit is that we don't only have one archetype, if you will. Yeah, yeah, that's fascinating. And, and thank you for the inclusive language because we, we wanna make sure people understand. It's like, these are the words that we're using, but you can embody them in your own comfort zone, in your own heart. I love exactly. That. And it, even if you don't like the labels, I'm really big on it not being a label thing. So a lot of people are like, what's my soul? What's my soul archetype? I need to know. And I say, why? Like, what is it that you'd like to do with it? Because me just saying to you, you're a sage, it doesn't really, I mean, that's nice. That's nice. It goes <laughs> in the drawer, you know, with all the other, you know, astrological things that I, you know, but what are you going to do with it? And how are you going to bring yourself home? And how are you going to move yourself forward, create from a place you want to create or whatever it is that you want to accomplish in your life? Then I'm interested in helping with people. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I love that. And I think too, you know, maybe as, as many of the yoga teachers that are listening or anyone else who has kind of gone through these different programs to gather knowledge, we sure like to gather things and put, put ourselves in boxes and say, this is me. This is how I understand me. Okay, great. You exactly. take your little, your little hello name tag and you're like, Sage, here yes. I am. And then <laughs> you move on to the next thing, you know? So it's, I love that you said that it's like, it's, it's so nice to know, but it's also so important to embody and use that in, in your own business, in your own, in your own language. Exactly. And even more so to feel the truth of it. Mm. So I'm really big as well. I don't give the power to the tool. The tool is very powerful and I can go quicker with people to exactly where they need to go with the tool. It's true. However, the first thing that we do and, and, and constantly I'm doing with my clients is feeling into it. When we, when I bring something up about their soul language and they go, oh, that feels good. I'm like, okay, now we're on it. Right. And if it's like, I don't know, that doesn't really sound like me. We discern it a little bit to see if it really is you, because also what comes out in your soul language is when you're projecting someone else's energy, right? Mm -hmm. So if you grew up in a home of all warriors, and I, I, I don't know what would the positive name, what would the feminine name of warrior be? Uh, 
I went to I went to a chief dress uh, chief dress. Sure, sure. If you could say that word, perfect. I you know, can't. But, you know, so so we start to discern a little bit what is your energy, and maybe what is it just something that you've been surrounded in um, all your life, and maybe projecting a little bit of it. But it to me, it's more about individuals feeling the truth of it. And I know they do because when I, when we start working with, okay, how are you showing up in business or how are you selling? And we start using their own soul language. It's like, oh, right. You mean I can just do that? Usually people go, you mean I can just be like that? I'm like, uh-huh. Yeah. You can just be like that. <laughs> really? Yeah, really. In fact, when we use our natural approach, that is received by other people the best. And it's the most enrolling naturally. So if you're not a priest energy for your approach, like me trying to sound like me and do things like me, it won't work for you. So everybody out there is like, oh, I wish I was so passionate like she was. That's just not your energy and it's not good or bad. It's like discover yours, like helpers have really calm, reserved, almost restrained energy. And they think they're terrible at sales, but it's just because they've only ever seen the loud, passionate people like me selling. Mm -hmm. And they haven't learned, like, how do I use that reserved energy to make people feel seen and heard and supported. Mm. Yeah. I love how you said it's neither good nor bad. It's, it's just, it just is, it's just yeah. information. We need all of the archetypes, right? So me saying I'm the King, that doesn't mean, it means squat, right? I can't, the world was full of Kings and we, you know, nothing would get done. <laughs> We'd all be directing each other and, but nobody would do anything. <laughs> So, you know, we need them all. We need them all. And so it's really not about, Ooh, I hope I'm a, uh, I'm an artist or I hope I'm a sage or I hope, you know, um, it's really like what feels really good for you because comfort zone, come home and yeah. grow, from the, grow from there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's beautiful. I love the way you said that. So nice. Well, actually, you know, it just hit me relevant to yoga teachers everywhere. The whole concept around growth inside your comfort zone hit me in a yoga class. Oh, we were Yes, we were expressing a tree pose and she was talking, she, she said, you have to root to rise. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, that's it, right? So I bring people back into that comfort zone, back into their home energy, that dominant energy, and we grow from there, right? And to me, that's, that's the yoga analogy. I see it, in fact, that's all my slides. If I ever use slides is that this person standing in the tree pose, it's root to rise, right? So that's the energy of it. Oh, that's beautiful. And, and I think of uh, expressive poses like tree as, as a, an expression of the heart of the heart chakra mm -hmm. as well, which is, you know, growth and expression and all of that. So there's such a beautiful marrying of language and, and, and comparison that you just made there with that. It's so nice. Yeah. Well, I remember it every time. So thanks to that yoga instructor that used those words at the perfect moment for me to just get it to go, oh, this is how I can explain it to people. So I use it all. The, I'm not a yoga instructor, but I use I use that all the time. <laughs> oh, that, that's beautiful. Beautiful. That's beautiful. I, I think any teacher who's listening is like, you always kind of hope that one of those things that you say lands and makes a difference in somebody's life. So guys, Hey, it happens. <laughs> it does all the time. Actually. I used to, I, I don't blog much anymore, but I used to blog. And every time I come home from a hot yoga class, I've always, there was always another one. I was like, the most productive thing I could do was go to hot yoga because I come oh. home and my creation was like, <laughs> yes. Yeah. You just moved through all that stuff and it was ready to go. So much appreciation for all you yoga instructors out there. I love it. Love it. Oh, that's so awesome. Thanks for saying that. <laughs> okay. So I know I talked about, we, and we talked about not under, not needing to understand your archetype because you don't want to necessarily wear the, uh, you know, hello, my name is 
badge, but to really understand it so you can use it as a part of your business, as a part of your language and your marketing and all of those wonderful things that we do to let people know who we are and how we can serve them. So I was hoping that you could, <laughs> selfishly, um, that you could take I me could through. It. Yeah. Tell, tell me yeah. how this works. And So and- let me, yeah. So I can't, yes, I, yes and no is I'll say yes and no to you. First of all, that's also a sales strategy, by the way. Every time you have to say no to someone, you always give them a yes as well. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> um, side tip. Yeah. No, because so the tool soul language that um, it was created by my mentor in the Netherlands is a 91 question questionnaire oh, wow. assessment, if you will. And so that tool gives me your actual soul language that, like I said, I can go really quick and really deep. It's really pretty layered of what we can use. I mean, I see that as I work with people over time, as we get more and more and more out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, what I say, I can say yes to is because when I teach people sales, when I don't know their, their uh, soul language is we just use your experiences in your life because your soul is always speaking to you. Mm-hmm. And I bet that your listeners listen a lot more than the average person to what, the, what is happening in their bodies, what's happening with their life, what their life is telling them. And so I use all sorts of different exercises for that. And we can run through a quick one for you to give you a little bit of an idea if you want to play with me. Yes, I would love to. (laughs) Let's play. So uh, let me think, we're going to, I'm going to ask you a couple questions. So you can do, anybody listening can do play this at home because for me, it's all about following the themes and the patterns that keep appearing in your life. So your soul language doesn't change with your age or your experiences, your behavior. It doesn't change with that. It can express differently, but the core of it will be the same. So let me ask you a question. When you were a little girl, what did you love to play? Game, toy, hobby, sport that you love doing when you could do whatever you really wanted to do? Oh, I would dance. Oh, you would dance. Okay. And why? What was, what was it about dance that you really liked? Mm, I loved the expression and I got to move and be anything I wanted to. I loved the music and just all of the fun, the funness that came with the dancing. Awesome. And did you love doing that um, with people, in front of people, all alone in your room? What was your your preference? <laughs> uh, I I did I did all of those things, but my memory that is coming to to me as you're asking this question is I used to perform solo in my driveway for all of the neighbors. <laughs> of course you did. Yeah, of course. So I'm already seeing some of your soul language with that alone. But we're gonna bring it a little bit further, and I want to ask you when you're with your family say family that you like. Okay. So look, we family <laughs> but like when you're hanging out with family or friends, close friends that you like, what is the role that you end up kind of playing for them and with them? Mm, uh, I mean, I'm usually the, the curator, I would say mm. like I'm setting up the experience for yeah. the most part. Yeah. Got it. Okay. So uh, listeners, I hopefully you can start to hear some of the themes already that are popping out of this. Um, let me ask you about a job your job, what would you say is your magic in just pick a job that you've done? You can even say yoga, but pick one that you've a role that you've played and give it to me. what it is. Uh, yeah, we'll say yoga teacher, yoga teacher. Okay. (laughs) What makes you sort of different from most, maybe not different than most yoga teachers, but what's your sort of secret sauce as a yoga teacher? Oh, I, I love, I love interweaving themes into a class throughout. Yeah. Yeah. And what is it about that? 
Mm, it just creates this whole, and I'm going to, I'm starting to see my own. <laughs> you see it? You get it, right? Yeah. yeah. The experience. It's kind of this whole like curation of an experience, a vibe from the start to the end, how it yeah. kind of makes sense. Yeah. From, perfect. From there. Okay. So I already have enough to kind of play with, with you. And now I won't say this is definitely your soul language, but there is part of your soul language and a lot of it coming through you um, about expression. Okay. And so there's two archetypes that are all about expression. It's the artist and the sage. Now, how I know that you probably lean more sage than you do artist is because artists are all about creating innovation. They have to create something new and they often will do it alone. And it can be behind closed doors kind of thing, but the sage is all about expression with and through others. And so sages express, but they need an audience. There needs an echo, right? They need an echo. It, it just, that's how they express and they can weave together all different things. So sages like to create, but they don't need to create new. They'll take everybody else's sort of idea and they'll rearrange it and make almost something new, but it's out of stuff that already existed. It's kind of like an artist would write a brand new song. A sage would take an old song and sing it in a different way. Oh my uh, does that, gosh. Does that, does that feel, <laughs> yes. does that feel you? Okay. Yes. Right. So as, as your audience is listening, so here, and I want you to say all of the yoga instructors out there, see, you might not be, uh, they might not all be sages, right? So a sage yoga instructor is all about creating an experience and weaving things together and, and seeing her, the people in the room kind of responding to the experience. And it just gives her even more ideas about that. A scholar energy, so there's a scholar energy, a yoga instructor who's a scholar energy is going to know everything about the type of yoga that they teach, everything. They will have such a thirst and a knowledge to go into the books and the history and understand all the poses and why they're poses and what, the, you know, and they, so there's a learning that's just thirsty for scholars, and then they'll teach from that perspective. Mm -hmm. So again, it's not, it's not bad. None of them are better than the other, but you see, if I go to your yoga class, it's like, wow, that was quite the experience. I go to another yoga class. And I'm like, wow, I had no idea that downward dog was the way that I could cure this or get this or what, you know what I'm saying? I, I got this. And I love that teacher. She gave me knowledge and was able to teach me something new. And maybe I get into a downward dog in ways I never got into one before because they're so good at explaining it and teaching it. Whereas you are yours. I got the expression and the experience. And I felt amazing, but I won't feel like I just also got a, a lesson out, you know, in that way. So again, yeah. it's not, it's not good or bad, but you see how you express differently in the mm. same type of a role in the same job type of thing. Mm, that's fascinating. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Yes. I can. And I, I can resonate too. I can see those two different classes side by side and how you feel it, after each. Yeah. And if you went in, you know, say you had a boss that wanted you to inject more of the knowledge piece of yoga, and you started trying to put that in, in a scholarly like way, people are going to be like, could you just be quiet and let us stretch? You know, like it's going to feel weird because it, it's not true for you. It's, it doesn't, it won't come out the same way as it will. Like when we listen to scholars, we go, man, they know so much. I love it. But when we listen to someone else, try to be that it's like, nah, right. So yeah. that's that feeling of the energy of being like in, in sync with your home energy. Yes. And, and trying, you were talking about projecting. If you, if you lived with a, a family of scholars and right. you're a sage right. and you're trying yeah. to spit out this knowledge in, yeah. in a way, it's just, 
you'll never be as detailed oriented as a, as a scholar is. And, and the, the, if the parents are trying to make you that way to be such a learner, they're stifling your sage kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Um, so, so that's where we start to really appreciate the fact that we need all the archetypes, you know, mm. and it doesn't, doesn't hem you into one box. Like we could have all seven archetypes represented in yoga teachers. Yeah. And I could tell you how they'd show up differently. Uh. That's fascinating and it's actually kind of <laughs> exciting too. It's like, well, who am I, who will I meet in this class? What, what archetype will they be? And that, that's yeah. just so fascinating because that's just, this, it's the same job, quote unquote, but so many different expressions of it. Exactly. And it. then the way, if, if you're building your yoga business, I'm going to teach you to sell people into your yoga programs very differently than I would a scholar. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we would anchor in the fact that you're a sage and then we would need to know what your approach is. And then we would look at the, you might, you obviously also would have the approach of the sage because you always have your dominant as well, but you might be leaning more into, well, you might have the approach of a scholar or you might have the approach of a king, right? Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, or you might have the approach of the priest, which is just like, you know, it's going to be so great. The people that come to my class love it so much, you know, like <laughs> it's very different, right? It's very different than a warrior would approach something, right? So yeah. yeah. And, and all wonderful, all, all so many, so many lovely ideas and concepts and feelings that are being cultivated by these incredible archetypes. I just absolutely love, love all of this. So yeah. fascinating. Well, and big, real permission to let other things go. So when I learned, when I really, and I still learn from my soul language each and every day, and obviously when I'm working with clients, it just even deepens even more. But as a king energy, it's like kings are natural leaders, but it gave me permission to let go of having everybody's answers. Mm -hmm. I don't have to have the wisdom of the sage. I don't have to have all the information as the scholar. I don't have to have all the compassionate guidance that a priest has. My, if my skill set is leading... What if I could just allow myself to be really present and lead what's in front of me without having to have play all the other roles? Mm. That's what people need from me, right? Is to be that. And it feels the best for me. So yeah. I feel like I could let things, some things go because that makes sense. We're, you know, what we're, we try to be super human women and say, we're going to play all the roles, right? And I was like, no, that's not what the world needs from you. Yeah. And, and that's, it's so freeing to, to lean in to your specific soul language or your archetype. And as you said, let go of the other stuff because we yeah. can't be everybody's yoga teacher. We can't be everybody's person. And yeah. uh, hallelujah, because that sounds exhausting to yeah, me. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Totally exhausting. And then we can start to really appreciate other people. Yeah. And so even when we're in a sales conversation and we have someone in front of us and we start to recognize maybe a little bit of their soul language, we can start to see if what we have to offer is a good fit and a good alignment and, and be okay with it. Right. Yeah. So if someone in front of you really does need and want, you know, all the details and all the information, you can go, you know, I got the yoga instructor for you. It's not me, but a good friend of mine kind of thing. Right. And, and we can be really free with that. And that's going to feel really good for people. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And as you said, as you're understanding yours, you're understanding your coworkers, your colleagues or other, other teachers, in your industry. So you can better serve the student by referring them and, and yeah. collaborating in, with that other teacher and say, this is a perfect fit for you. <laughs> yeah. It creates acceptance. It creates belonging to say, you know, as a King, what I know is I need certain people on my team. I need helpers on my team. I need warriors on my team. I need sages on my team. You know, you start to also look at like, who do I want to surround myself with? 
right? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's incredible. It's such an interesting lens to look through as, as you're, you know, working with different people, be it other teachers or students, any of that energy. It's just, that's fascinating. Yeah. So it's fun. It's fun. We have some fun with it. <laughs> Sounds like it. Oh my goodness. I, so I, I love that you, gosh, you came from this you know, corporate background into this, this work. And it's just, it's so fascinating. And, you know, maybe in, in some way it makes perfect sense. It's like almost night and day when we think about yeah. marketing and we thought, think about sales specifically, you know, it's just starting your business. It, you know, we, we kind of think it has to be a certain way. And there's, there's just, there's so many things that we can learn about ourselves yeah. so we can better, better empower us to step in. Like, I love this. Definitely. And, and I'm a big proponent of that anyway. You, you learn more about yourself and it doesn't have to be soul language. I mean, soul language is the tool I'm using right now. Um, but any tool or program that has you understanding yourself better. Um, Cause as we said, you know, at the beginning, you can't build a business without growing yourself. It just doesn't work that way. And so I'm a, I'm a big proponent of that in general, because I do think that we all have a unique brilliance. I think the world's a better place when we let it shine. I think women often are taught to dampen how brilliant we are. And so whatever tool helps you get there, I think that's for my piece is that some people will be listening to this go, oh my gosh, I'm so called to know more about soul language. Great. Call me. Now, for those of you that said, yeah, I really like this idea, but I don't know if soul language is for me. That's fine. Find out what that is for you. Because like I said, all the tactics work and all the tactics fail. Can we allow ourselves to say, I get to create you know, my equation for success. And even what I think success is gets to be defined by me. Right. So, you know, when we learn, I always say, when you learn all the rules, you can break them, right? Because it's like, you learn all the rules and you've got them all over here. And then you can go, and for me, I'm going to pick that one, that one, and that one, <laughs> which is great for a sage because sages love doing that. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that sounds exactly like me. <laughs> exactly. It's so good. It's so good. Yes. And I, I just love what you had to say. It's like, I think as women, we, we have to almost acknowledge the fact that we've been, you know, told to dampen, it's better just to listen and be quiet and watch and say, okay, I see you. And then let's take another approach. Let's open ourselves up to systems like this, uh, having conversations with other women who are doing similar work and using our voice and our own intellect and our own archetype or energy yeah. to step forward and say, yes, like I'm here to serve. Well, and that brings up the other piece that that comes up with sales, right? Is because that we've been taught to sort of dull our sparkle, if you will, and not be too shiny and don't be too smart. The boys won't like you if you're too smart. At least that's what I was taught in my generation, right? Um, <laughs> and then there's this other piece that it's like, if you do really good work in the world that serves people and helps people, you, you know, there's a whole belief system around you shouldn't be paid for that. Because, you know, and, and, and look, we just got to call it out because there's a lot of us that are going around building businesses and feeling, you know, there's that part of being afraid to sell because it's like, I know this could help the person. I should just give it to them for free. Um, and we sort of get stuck in that um, energy and that gets to be broken too, because of course, money is just energy as well. And it flows with give and receive. Right. So we marry these things together to say, like, if that's something that's been part of your energy, it's like, how do we slip out of that, get back to who we are at the core, find the people that we're meant to serve and have that exchange of energy, 
you know, in many ways, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm always asking my clients when we're talking about pricing, I'm like, could it be just a little bit more, <laughs> just a little bit more, you know, this, yes. I, I often see folks undercharging and it breaks my heart because yeah. it's, it's double, it's double-edged because the energy exchange is not equal for what the teacher is putting out. Exactly. Okay. So here we go. Everybody listening. We just heard <laughs> Jessica's soul language and we're going to hear the difference with mine. So <laughs> This is how this goes, right? You work with clients. So Jessica goes, could you maybe, could we just raise it a little bit? I feel like it's better if you just raised it a little bit. So when you work with me, I'm like, no, you're not charging that. <laughs> this is why you're not charging that. We're going to charge this. And it's going to be a little uncomfortable for you, but you know, right? So <laughs> you hear the kingly assertive directive, like we're, we're charging more. And this is why, right? I do it with a very loving hand, but it's very assertive and it's very directive. And again, right? So you can start to see like people, people that might resonate better with one style or the other. And I can style flex as well. But do you see how that naturally you're like, oh, let's talk about it. And you know, I think it would be great. It would be really nice. No, no, I'm like, no. No. <laughs> so oh. it's like, yeah, but it's all good, right? Because they 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 all work in their in time. And um, again, yours works for you and mine works for me because they're aligned to who we are. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's so funny because I think there's a time in my life and not, and it's so distant past when maybe I had more of that King energy with, you know, being in corporate yeah. and like, yeah. you know, just saying, you know, no with zero explanation. <laughs> so maybe, I, maybe well, I'm and you actually, back home. <laughs> you might have some King energy and there's nothing wrong with that because we have wing energies. And I always say mm -hmm. your wing energies help you fly. Right. Mm -hmm. And so because, priest is one of my wing energies and I've got artist as well. So I always want a creative solution. It's probably why I don't like set equations for people i'm like creating new right that's my artist energy um so it's not bad if you have king energy um and your approach like the sage's approach is actually all about influence and authority and so being you creating experiences will naturally sell people mm -hmm. so you, the fact that you love to create experience is so great because that in and of itself people will experience your authority and say man she's really good i really like it and she's really kind of wise and i like even even when you're talking to them about marketing and pricing and things and you say you know i, I think we could do this you know i think we could raise this it, people are going to feel your authority because your comment is based on your experience and your wisdom and your insight that's what sages bring right and so they'll listen to my direction of, no, we're going to do this and this and this, because I give them the path and the direction and the plan. Look, when we do this, this is what happens. Boop, boop, boop. Mm -hmm. Right. So then they go, Oh, okay. Well, wow. She's really leading. And I feel like she can take me where I want to go. And so I'm going to follow her. Yep. So that feels good from a King and from a sage it's just like, wow, I just feel like they just know what they're talking about. There's an authoritative piece. It's not authoritarian, but it's authoritative. So that's why experiences always really work well for sages. Mm, wow. I love how you just broke that down. That was, that was such a cool, like actual <laughs> example, right? Yeah. yeah. Example. It was really, yeah. Well, really great. That, that is my skill. So everybody is brilliant on certain things, but my skill is taking this and making it practical and implementable. So mm -hmm. I implement things for people that make sense, right? Direction, King energy. Okay. Um, for me, it's like, what are we going to do with it? Yeah. Right? King energy is all about action. Sage artist is about expression. Helper priest is about inspiration. And scholar is assimilation. So 
those are kind of the core energy types that people can be feeling into as they're thinking, oh, which one is mine? Um, and your life has been telling you all along. The times when you're naturally feeling good at home, comfortable, when you're a little kid playing in your free time, it tells you something. When you were doing some type of work and you knew you were a rock star, why? That tells you something. When you're with your family and your friends and you always end up being the one they come to to tell all their problems to, or you be, you're the one that's always creating new ideas, that's telling you something. That's your soul language speaking to you mm. and through you. I love that. And I, I love how it, you can look at different phases in your life and, and see the glimpses and we're like, oh, that makes sense. They all kind of build upon one another. Yeah. And your expression of it, right. It's going to change. Like probably for me, when I was younger, my leadership came out pretty bossy, bossy Betty wanted to tell everybody what to do kind of thing. Right. And then as we mature and we get older, it's not that I stop leading people. It's just the way I show up as a leader is different, Yeah, but it's the core energy of it was always that, you know, I, I talked to a client and he said, I love playing baseball. And I said, Oh, I love playing baseball too. He goes, what does that say about me? I said, I don't know. What did you like about baseball? He loved encouraging people and cheering them on and doing all. I said, Oh, I was a back catcher. I like telling people what to do. Cause I could see them all. Right. <laughs> so again, you start to say, Oh, you both play baseball, but the energy behind why you did that was kind of different. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I love that. That's fascinating. It'd be fun to just go through literally everything that we do as humans. <laughs> Perfect. Well, there you go. Here you go. Here's something active, right? I'm all about action. Here's something for all your listeners out there is to, if, who's thinking about this is go through a lot of things, go through all those areas of your life and think of the times when you were most feeling at home, comfortable in your flow, like a rock star, like, you know, you know, when you're, you're in your groove kind of thing, you know, like if you're the person, all your friends come to with all their problems, like that's very priest energy, that compassionate understanding. I hear you think, you know, like, so those things I would suggest, yeah, write them down and write down kind of the role that you played and you'll see the themes that weave through them. Mm, that's great yeah. homework. So everybody, there's your, there's your homework. Yeah. <laughs> if you're driving, <laughs> Don't take notes, but when you get home, hit play and take down Lisa's notes right there for prompts because that's so good and fascinating. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's good stuff. Uh. <laughs> so you have had so, so many amazing things happen in your life and through your career and starting to, to work in the medical, wanting to work in the medical profession and then found yourself yeah. in sales and marketing and then decided by listening to this voice that said, I can just leave and what? Oh, okay, sure. And then stepping into your own business and your speaker and an author and all these amazing things that you've done. And I'm so glad that you listened to each one of those, because I don't know that we would be able to be here today to have this conversation otherwise. So thank you for listening to your soul language. What is something that you could look back upon? If you could tell an earlier version of yourself to save you some headaches or save you some sleepless nights, even what would you go back and say as a little bit of advice to help you get through? Yeah. Chill out. <laughs> There's your king energy again. <laughs> you feel it, right? Yeah, I, don't I, do. need, I don't need 80 words. Chill out. I, I literally think that, and I think it's still relevant today because there's also that part of me and it's a bit of King energy because the fear of the King is missing out and, and a fear of finality. And so we always want to be where we think we could be, you know, it's like, it's the future is always brighter kind of thing. So I always want to know what that path is. And so it's always like that little bit of energy that's around, well, what's next and what's coming. And there is no way. And I love that you said we would maybe have not been here today. There is no way that I could have painted the path that led me to have this conversation with you today. 
that I was going to sell my house and drive across the country, countries, because I'm Canadian, and live in California in my winters. I, I, I would not have known that that was possible, that that was a thing. I didn't even really understand this whole entrepreneurial. I mean, so I would say to my, my younger self and I would say to my current self, like, chill out, right? Trust, trust, surrender, listen to yourself more, but really just chill out. <laughs> Short and sweet. <laughs> I'd say chill, I'd say chill the f out, but you know I I don't need to be I don't need to cuss on your show, but <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It would not be the first time. <laughs> but you know that was the energy behind it, so yes. yeah. 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 And that's so good. I mean, we all get in our heads in, in, in different phases. And, you know, I know there are even days this week where I was super in my head. So just, you know, just take a moment, surrender, as you said, and just chill out. That's great advice. <laughs> we spend too much time worrying, maybe, or I shouldn't say we, I'll own it for myself, you know, I, and I've got, gotten better over the years. And I think that's because the more I do allow myself to listen to my instincts, to my intuition, to my body, to what's happening in my life. When I slow down to listen to that, then it's like, oh yeah, there's all these messages there. I didn't know how much my body, you know, spoke to me, you know, and I know you yoga instructors are already all over that and you get it, you know, and you've helped me in many ways about that too. Right. But it's a thing. It's a, it's a gift. It's a gift and it's a practice. It's a practice just like you again. I don't even know why I'm preaching to the yoga instructors, but that's my <laughs> priestly energy, I guess. Um, but it, it is a practice to, to keep doing that. Right. And certainly as entrepreneurs, as I see as often I'm helping entrepreneurs up level. So I'll take an entrepreneur has always been pretty successful at the level that they're at. And they're like, but there's more. And so when we're up leveling, that's really when the discernment start to happen. It's like, okay, what you know what would allow you to show up that much more yeah 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 i love that i love that the deeper we go with that then we up level our business we up level our awareness you know mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and yeah. even even yoga teachers too you know surprise we're human as well <laughs> and we, <laughs> we we move off we move off the path at times and we we get in our heads and, and we you know yeah. we move off center and it's you know something I always say in my classes and I say to my students or my my clients too is like the practice is the coming home part and and mm. know that it's not just a one-time thing it's like it's over and over again and it, what's the pose I think it's called pigeon pose where your legs bent under uh -huh. back and you yes. lean forward and you're it's a resting pose really yes right mm -hmm. okay that one I absolutely love. It's been a while since I've gone to hot yoga because classes are all closed here. But um, <laughs> that one I absolutely love. That was an aha moment for me of the relaxing into a pose and melting into it and melting into the floor. It was one of those ones where I realized when I was like, oh, I was holding myself up. I was preventing mm -hmm. it, actually. It wasn't that I needed my body to even be more flexible. I, I just needed to stop like preventing myself from sinking in deeper. Yeah. And so I think of that for the soul language too, as we start to understand, you know, our, the matrix of our archetypes that work together, it's like a, allowing for it, a sinking into it. And it's like, mm -hmm. oh, wait a second, this is available. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that. And in, uh, in, in pigeon and in, in the yin uh, yoga practice is called sleeping swan. And, oh, I like that. Oh, I do too. And it just the energy of that, like the beautiful swan, you know, draping yeah, down and surrendering is, is so beautiful. It's such a beautiful parallel that you just made. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the feeling of it. That's a feeling of really like sinking in deep. 
mm. finding the next level of potential, you know, mm-hmm. the next access point, you know, of business. And that's, I guess that's what gets me excited now about the work that I do, which doesn't really get encompassed when I just say, oh, I help people with sales. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's all part of it, right? So. Yeah. Yeah. Helping people with sales does not cover all the magic that you just talked about. Not yeah. in the least, but yeah. yeah, but that's it. So that's what soul sales is to me is really allowing people to come home to their own energy and find that growth potential that is natural, innate, just potential sitting there waiting for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you chill out, <laughs> if you want to melt into it, that's it. Just chill, see, chill out works for that too. Just like, no. <laughs> Else. we come back we come home once again don't we <laughs> i love this so yeah, fun it's super good okay so i know you have some cool stuff coming up you also have a book you're a speaker how can we find yeah. you what kind of cool stuff do you have coming up yeah the soul sales book is not quite ready yet although it will be soon it's not right ready um my my book i wrote years ago and i left corporate it's called it's called finding fabulous so that's anybody's Ooh. like shifting things, paving the path between paycheck and passion. Awesome. Anyway, easiest way for that is a big long title, but Lisa Dad, double D is the easiest way if they want to find that. Um, soul sales. If you want to really know more about that, then give me a call and we'll chat about it. So again, my selling style is like, I really want to know if it works for, it's going to work for people. So it's not a convincing energy. It's a, does this make sense for you? Energy. Um, for that. And I do have a new program coming up soon. That's about to, I'm just opening enrollment for it very soon. That's kind of a hybrid. So it's new for me because it's hybrid. It's going to be a group program, but there's gonna be a lot of one-on-one components to it because with soul language, I can't even, I don't like to do a group program unless I know individual soul languages and I allow people to work with their soul language. And then we do the group training with respect to sales and aligning your process and your tools and all those things. And so Mm -hmm. that's what I'm really excited about because I've tried to separate them, but it's like, I can't, I can't go as deep if I don't know your soul language. And so I'm blending the two, um, which gives people sort of the private experience and the group experience simultaneously. So that sounds incredible. Excited about if anybody's looking to take their business to the next level in a way that just allows them to feel like the pigeon melting into the floor (laughs) (laughs) or the swan. It sounds better when we say swan. Swan, Yes. (laughs) Oh, I love that. We'll, we'll definitely include a link um, to your website and, yeah, and anything yeah. that points to that new amazing hybrid course that you have yeah. coming out because it sounds so wonderful. Yeah. And the quickest way is just lisa at lisadad.com. I keep it simple. I'm all about keeping it simple if it doesn't need to be complex. So if you can remember that and just shoot me an email, then I get you whatever you're looking for. Perfect. 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 Well, thank you so much for having this conversation. I feel like I learned so much about soul sales and about myself. This is such an incredible conversation. I know the listeners will feel that way too. Awesome. It's been super super fun for me as well. So thanks so much, Jessica. Oh my gosh. My pleasure. The episode with Lisa was so great. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad that she was willing to come and chat with us on the podcast today because that was amazing. She has such a zest for sales and such a passion for using your own soul's language to do so. It's infectious and I want to know more. I'm sure you can tell. (laughs) I was really enjoying myself and getting to know Lisa a little bit more. So definitely don't hesitate to send her an email or check out her website. It's lisadad.com with two D's at the end. And she would be more than willing to point you in the right direction and get you some more information on what she offers. 
I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you're having a beautiful day. We'll talk soon. Thanks for listening to the Marketing Off the Map podcast. I love hanging with you as we figure this thing out together. Do you have an idea or something to share with me? Send me a DM on Instagram at at jessicacross.co and let me know what's on your mind. I'd be so grateful if you shared this with someone who could use this episode. And if you get a chance, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Catch you on the next episode. See ya.